Hello and welcome to You Like the Worst Stuff. Off the top, 20 years after the original was released in theaters, Mean Girls has returned with a new cast, songs, and story updates. What other movies from 2003 should get the reboot treatment? Tony Sadowski. Dumb and Dumberer never got the respect it deserves. Now is the time. The nation has never been dumberer. Joe Foreman. The only movie I saw in 2003 was the second X-Men, apparently, and Disney needs that reboot to keep their action figure toy line solvent. Eric Banda Hulk? Daredevil? Mm. Man, it's all a shame mm. if they stopped making superhero movies 20 years ago and never, ever released another one. I'm Joe Haygood, and this is episode 514. The stuff you like is bad. The stuff we like is worse. You like the worst stuff. The pop culturally questionable podcast. Worsting it up since 2011. Press start in three, two, one. So this week in questionable pop culture, uh, we're going to start off the year, unfortunately, in a bad way. Uh, as Unity yeah. and Twitch both have laid off staff. They probably thought they were heroes because they waited till after the holidays. Right. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, we, we let them stay employed through Christmas. Gosh. This makes us the good Gosh. guys. It's definitely not, you know, Unity already had a bad year last year with its old licensing fiasco. Oh, yeah, disaster. It's not starting off the year well either by saying, well, you know... We're laying some people off. Zach Zweizen over at Kotaku is uh, ha- running an updated tally on an on a <laughs> article that Kotaku is doing about all. Uh, there's going to tally all the layoffs and all the closures Oof. that go on this year. And so we'll have a incredibly yeah. horrible number. Well, we already have an incredibly horrible number, but uh, they're it's already gonna, they're starting off bad. That. I think it was I think I want to say it was like 500 people at Twitch, which is Ugh, oof. It's horrific. And, and, but to, but to be fair. Uh, this uh, given the patterns over the past several years and the outlook, you know, not necessarily being any less grim going forward for those uh, large companies. It It is kind of an ongoing story that's worth marking in that kind of way where we do keep tabs of it in terms of like an ongoing gaming pandemic where people just continue being continue to be liquidated. It's and the awful. good news is that this was none of the executives fault. So all of them, they retain their positions. No, no, those good people are yeah, safe. They're... We don't have to worry about them. Don't panic everyone, they're fine. Yeah, everybody, come on. Yeah, that was a weird way to start off the year. It's like, wow, so you just want to bury that in that January, huh? So Yeah. Well, if they get it in early, they'll immediately be forgotten by the next uh, t- uh, one that <laughs> issues a layoff. So it's get out there quick. Uh, so uh, next one, this... It's a pairing that's like kind of made like a match in heaven, especially since I know, Foreman, you just finished playing it. Alan Wake is coming to Dead by Daylight. One of the big things in Dead by Daylight is using flashlight. Yeah. And that's kind of a Alan Wake's signature move. He has a flashlight. So I'm, I'm curious how this is going to all play into it. I know he's available on the public test server right now. He's going to mm. be coming on the 30th. Uh, I know when they've added some of these other characters, they've had like dialogue recorded for them. Sometimes they have like special music, like the Resident Evil characters. They have like their own themes. <laughs> so I'll be curious if like he's just sitting there and just monologuing the whole time. Is this as a killer or as a survivor? So I was curious if it was going to be both because, you know, he does have his alter ego, Mr. Scratch. Um, I don't know if you played the DLC yet. Sorry if I spoiled that for you, but. Uh, who is identical to him, but is more manical or maniacal. But uh, <laughs> apparently, he is just. It is just a survivor pack. I guess it's to balance off the fact that they released Chucky, and he was just a killer pack. Oh. So, um, 
Yep, so Alan Wake's going to come January 30th, and uh, so far his perks look really interesting, so... I'm always saying uh, if you're if you want and if you want to try if you got a PC that'll run it the public test server is available you can play around with Alan Wake right now. So, and then lastly, this week, HBO, or should I call it Max or Discovery or soon to be closed or sold? Who knows? Uh, it is cast Caitlin Dever as Abby in the upcoming Last of Us season two. Um, I. Best of I, luck I, to I, her. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> Abby Best was of one luck. of those characters who was not well-received by the, 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 the community at large, it seemed like. And un, it was unduly unfair, I think. <laughs> yeah, just... there was a gross misunderstanding from a whole subset of fans who thought they were going to just get to be uh, uh, tough guy, grumpy dad Joel for the rest of time. And yeah. uh, you do not get to do that in Last of Us Part Two, and Abby's a key reason why. Yeah, and then you play as her so, for 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 chunks of the game as well. So, uh, yeah, and good good luck, Kaylin. I hope you don't have to get any of the of the ugliness that that the 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 poor lady that was the the, the face model for the character. <laughs> I, uh, I, I if I'm her, movie. I am cashing my checks, deleting my social media, and de- <laughs> yeah. delivering my uh, <laughs> Just stay off the delivering internet. my best uh, performance. Is what I I'm doing. didn't know much about her except for Booksmart. She was really good in that. That's a movie I saw, and I know she was in it. But beyond that, I hadn't seen any of her other work. So. She was in Dope Sick. Okay. But uh, that was the only other notable thing I knew. I'll, I'll wait okay. until they make those two movie mu- musicals and then make movies I, based on those musicals. Yes. <laughs> oh, Dope Sick wow. the musical is going to be killer. Oh, I can't but, wait. Uh, and I guess they talked about that the they're definitely making multiple seasons out of the part two. Which oh, okay. Is, okay. That's fine. It was, a, it was a longer game than part one, so that will be fine. But there are some elements that happen right in the beginning of that game that might that might make some people very upset. I'm not going to try to what, what, uh, uh, <laughs> HBO would also mention potentially, apparently, investigating a spinoff series with um, Bill, um, Nick Offerman's character from yes, season one. Yes. And I, I really think we need to caution HBO and like, look, just because you have one thing as a success doesn't mean you can turn it into seven things that are a success. Like... <laughs> I seem to recall the week after the first Aquaman movie came out and made a billion dollars that all of a sudden we were going to get not only Aquaman 2, we were going to get a movie about the trench for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think any of that happened. Love me so. some trench. Well, hey. Stop thinking about the trench. So, yeah, everybody's get, just talking about the trench constantly. <laughs> How's that El Morto like, movie coming along? They were going to do a movie about the <laughs> trench, everybody. <laughs> Let's... Oh, oh, we're ridiculous, Just, aren't we? As, as a they culture, don't know how to handle success. Their their only yeah. reaction to it is to hook several more faucets to it, and then just expect it to deliver and then drain it it's, you know it's kind of like the spinoff for Game of Thrones. I was like, I don't know if that did as well as Game of Thrones did, guys. I mean, I know they're making a second season, but apparently HBO Max's viewership is down like twenty or thirty percent or something from the year, so. I mean, they deleted twenty to thirty percent of their content, so that probably mathematically makes sense. Yeah, it's probably a lot of it. Yeah. Oh, so I, apparently we have a new original segment that we are lasting adding to this. Brand show. new, completely original. I think I have a theory, a lame theory. Buckle up. All right. So we just saw 
Last month, the reveal trailer at the Game Awards for five new entries in well-known Sega franchises. <laughs> Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi, and Jet Set Radio. Sega seems to have put more polish into recent Sonic entries, at least trying to make a good 3D Sonic game with Sonic Frontiers and killing it, in my opinion, with Sonic Superstars, a 2D Sonic that holds up to the Genesis-era Sonic titles pretty well. Now there are rumors that even more games are in the works for, let's say, Panzer Dragoon, Sakura Wars, and Neon Genesis Evangelion, with others yet to be named, which got me to thinking, so why this flurry of activity from Sega? What is driving the supersonic development of games in multiple franchises? And the answer hit me. Microsoft is gobbling up game studios left and right, <laughs> but they still haven't managed to buy their way into something that carries a lot of weight with gamers, old school nostalgia, by virtue of being newer to the industry and well, really targeting sentient cans of Mountain Dew as their target demo for multiple generations. <laughs> don't forget to scoop up man. the legendary Doritos. Sega name and all the associated goodwill that's left in it with those long-running series and characters. So Sega's titles have a variety and a flair for more than sepia tone color palettes that Microsoft just isn't known for, but no more. I think Sega's flaunting it so they get scooped up in a big money acquisition. And unlike other studios Microsoft has absorbed, this one comes with the added bonus of actual games to be released in the near future. <laughs> That's just a theory. A lame theory. So, so Tony, I'm going to back you up on this. And, and, and I have. What do you think? So here's the thing. Sony has had a lot of, or Sega, sorry, has had a lot of tie-ins with Xbox over the years. Like the original Xbox, a lot of those like Jet Set Radio Future, it was Crazy Taxi stuff. Yep. There was a lot of stuff that they co-partnered together when that was coming out. They also release a ton of their content on Game Pass. All the Yakuza games are on Game Pass right now. Mm -hmm. uh, all the Persona games are on Game Pass. The newest, the, the Persona 3 Reloaded is coming to Game Pass. Uh, they've done a bunch of co-marketing agreements and co-partnerships uh, agreements. They do the Fantasy Star. They have like stuff that comes to that for Game Pass every month. Uh, uh -huh. So it is not out of the realm of possibility and plausibility speaks to character of what you're saying here because bold, they have had a very talk they, they have bold had talk a very for a big new year i think this is coming they have had a very close symbiotic relationship as of late and like i said you can play every yakuza game right now it's on game pass you can play all the persona games they're on game pass um Although they might be going off here shortly in time for the new one coming out. But yeah, I, I think it, I don't think it's lame. I think there's, there's, there's legs I here, think, right? I think there's at least something to it. Hey, we've certainly predicted worse. And things. hey, Microsoft's <laughs> definitely got cash to spend. <laughs> uh, that, that's what I'm saying. How much could Sega cost? <laughs> I mean, let's put it this way. I think it's less. I think it'll be less than the eight billion they spent on Bethesda, and a whole yeah. lot less than the sixty-seven <laughs> to sixty-nine billion they spent on Activision. Oh, heck so, yeah! Uh, yeah, I, I mean, and, and who it, better to keep Game Pass flush with a regular monthly well, release of mediocre games? Well, it, it, exactly, it, and it would give them it would give them a genuine mascot. I mean, I don't know. They have Crash Bandicoot now, right? But I think Sega probably has, or Sonic has more 
name cachet. I mean, he's right there with Mario, right? It feels more of like a Disney Pixar situation where it's not like Toy Story became the mascot for Disney. It was like this sub subset thing, you know? Mickey Mouse still exists at Disney. They didn't replace it with uh, with with Buzz Lightyear. So I, I don't think anybody would think of well, Sonic as if it a, happens, a Microsoft thing, but sure. Like, they would still keep the Sega brand around, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they yeah, kept yeah. the Bethesda game around, te- the name around, and they technically still are kind of this weird quasi-separate brand. Like, they still have their own kind of PR department and their own marketing for division. Now. For now. You're right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is very possible that changed. P. Hines did leave Bethesda last year after being there for, like, 20 years. 20, 25 P. Hines. Years, so. But, <laughs> uh... And just picture it, Sonic goes whipping by the screen in the next game, and you see the Sonic Team logo come up, and then it's like, and instead of singing Sega, it's Xbox. (laughs) There it is. Gross. (laughs) I mean. Well, it's two things I don't like, so that's fine with me. Weirder things have happened. I mean, I would have never thought Microsoft would buy Activision, but. Here we are. See, exactly. They bought Activision, so... Why not? Scoop them up. Why don't we give away a free game? Well, let's give away a code for something on EA Games. Whoa! I know, it's all new, it's all different. It's Dead Space 2. Mm, Good game. So put this incredibly long code in on your EA Games (laughs) account for a free copy of Dead Space 2. Here it comes. bhc 4 W four N nine U G Q M N L eight Z seven C U Q for Dead Space Two on EA Games. Formerly Origin, now Formerly EA Origin. Games. You have to have it installed if you want to use Game Pass PC. So, just letting you know. Uh, and now we've come to one last thing where everybody gets a chance to show some, show some love, throw some shade, or something they want to talk about. I'll get it started. Gotham Knights, game number two, finished for the year. All right. Of three. And I, now you can I'll cut into all that delicious okay. DLC. So I'm going to be the first to admit <laughs> that I was one of the people that kind of crapped on this game when it first came out. I was like, eh. eh. It's, it's a really DC good. product. It's, it's built it's, to get crapped on as soon as it gets denounced. But. but it was more like I didn't like the style necessarily. It seemed like it was like a very forced kind of co-op experience. But really, it works well as a single-player game. And man, it actually is a really cool story. It integrates a lot of stuff like and stuff that was a little past my point in DC Universe. Like I, I kind of got out as the Court of Owls was becoming a thing. So like learning all about the Court of Owls was kind of really neat. But, like, it was a really solid experience, and it was a lot longer than I thought, and it didn't feel grindy. Like, I loved going out to get more, like, stuff to craft for my, like, new costumes. Oh, man, how many mod slots am I going to get? All right, okay, let's play around with this. Got to get my legendaries. This, that, yeah, everybody other. complained about that as they were, you and know. I loved it. But, but, like, I never once paid attention to what I was grinding. I just played the game and then just went and click and unlock stuff later. Like I didn't, I didn't look and think, Oh, I need to get 16 more of whatever this is. Like I just eventually had it. Like it wasn't, yeah. 
that was, was not a was, that was not a game killer for me. That whole it, it, economy in it because you can just totally ignore it. Like it became an experience where like, okay, I I, I want to play more of it. Who like, did you end the game the with? Uh, Batgirl. Okay. I played all the way through with Batgirl. Never changed characters. Oh, once. you never changed character. Never changed characters once. Always played through as Batgirl. God, you're weird. The only thing I missed, and I want to go back and finish it up, is Clayface story. Um, but I did like Mister Freeze. I did Harley. I did the main story. Uh, I helped out a bunch of the people. Yeah, like there, the there was a lot of really cool set piece stuff with the villains. <clears throat> yes. I mean, the most uncharitable thing I think you can say about it, aside from all the weirdo economy stuff that, again, doesn't matter, is that it has that feeling of being an old open world game where you just go here and beat up a bunch of dudes and then go there and beat a bunch of other dudes. Yes. But, like, I didn't mind any of that. That was fun. No. And I actually found that it was quicker to travel via bat line than it was the cycle. Yeah, right. You've got multiple <laughs> yeah, ways of getting the... around the city. Like, I, 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 again, I was baffled that people came out in droves against it. But again, it's a DC thing. So it's very easy to come out and snark it. So I never, I didn't do the heroic assault stuff yet. Like, I didn't get into is that. that is that what they call the DLC thing? I forget. Yeah, it's like when you go to the corner. Of the I map. did that like once. Like, who cares? I, I thought the, there was some parts of the ending. It was a little bit of a cop out. Like, all right, I kind of read that this was happening. I mean, they, like, they resolved it all. Four of the characters have their own separate little things. So by not switching, you didn't do any of that, which is <laughs> just, <laughs> which is weird. Um, but uh, yeah, you get a sort of slightly different ending for each of the four. I've I've been through it twice. First okay. was Red Hood, which <laughs> I didn't even realize the game was ending, and I was going to get the Red Hood ending. But um, <laughs> and then I did as Nightwing. But uh, yeah. So at some point I'll probably go back and and try another run through with one of the other characters, but and I don't think I have any interest in doing the heroic assault thing. It, it sounds like it's a. I it's know, like I guess maybe. it is a kind of a roguelike kind of arena yeah. thing. Like probably better if you're doing it online multiplayer because at least you have somebody to talk to while you're doing it. But like for okay. me, the fun was traveling the city. So that heroic assault where you're just in like these one series of caves the entire time. That's not as cool to me as traveling the city to go beat people up. Like the different um, costumes are really cool. They span like a lot of Batman lore, like you know, metal and Batman Beyond and all that stuff. So it, oh, there are it, some it, it, horrifically ugly costumes in there. It's great. There are some like I, I once I got the privateer when I was like, all right, I'm good. I <laughs> now like I'm a pirate. I, I like the privateer <laughs> costume. It looks awesome. It was a really well done. Ex- Experience. Now you're all set to uh, pre-hate Suicide Squad, which is out in like a couple weeks. So Woo! everybody's already decided that's bad. Well, it didn't display great the first time they showed it off. I'm glad they postponed it for a year to kind of polish it up because it was like mm-hmm. I'm sure they did a lot thing. different. It is oh, the same so exact now. Oh, Don't man. ever fall for that. Nobody changed Squad. <laughs> maybe, maybe they stripped. Maybe they stripped all the live service stuff out. It think? is the <laughs> same game. They spent this entire last year making sure that like. Harley Quinn doesn't clip through walls, guys. <laughs> That's it. I'll let you report back to me first. Then I can be disappointed a year later when I say, oh, I really love this game. I should have played it when it first I came out. I have it pre-ordered. I'm there. Nice. All right, man. I'm good to hear. So, Tony, what do you got? Uh, I've put a few hours into the demo for another code recollection hmm. on the old okay. Switch. 
Um, as we talked about at the end of last year, I'm looking to this year's release calendar and seeing if there's really anything that I need or want coming up. Right. My voucher um, expires in July, so the clock yeah, is Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we got some vouchers to spend here, so... Let's well, you think happens, of another but... code. I played the demo too. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I finished it though. Okay, so it, this is it for anybody who doesn't know. It's enha- it's enhanced versions of the DS and Wii games, um, neither of which I played at the time. But right. I was curious, and you know, I'm not entirely averse to point and click explorery stuff. Um, Ashley jogging around and taking pictures and solving puzzles seems cute enough. And I'm curious, and I like what I've seen well enough so far, but also $60 gives me pause. <laughs> How does $50, because it's a voucher, sound? That Yeah, yeah, that helps a little. <laughs> but like, I'm pretty sure, I was thinking about it, it's like, That's I could buy games like, for $50. <laughs> yeah, but I could buy like three or four indie games that probably have a lot more exciting experiences. <laughs> so I, I wanted to want it, and I'm teetering. But I yeah. guess that's the blessing and curse of demos. I It's, it's charming enough. But I also wasn't like completely enamored, so it's just kind of a hmm pause on that one. Yeah, same here. And I think I did it for half half of my time. I didn't realize you could change the voices between Japanese and English. No way. Yeah, I didn't know it either. So yeah, I realized halfway through. Oh, I can change the voices. <laughs> for for a minute, I couldn't figure out what the run button was, and boy, was I about to check out of that one when you couldn't run. <laughs> oh man, is she slow? Not a pretty enough world to walk that slow, guys. But mm. yeah. Foreman, what do you got? Uh, I just wanted to bring up the hilarious AI Mario that showed up at a Consumer Electronics Show in uh, in Vegas last week where some company is doing stupid interactive, um, like a big stupid screen that you can talk to. I mean, this is really, this is nothing new or exciting. It can hear your voice and respond. Of course, they dress it up in AI stuff, but like we've had this kind of call and response stuff for, you know, forever now, but. Um, oh, Milo. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like that crap. <laughs> Good old Milo. It's nothing different than that. It's Where's just. Where's that one 20 years later? Yeah. They, they just call it AI and all of a sudden everybody pays more attention, but like it's still the same technology. But apparently this one company had a you know, a life-size Mario on the show floor that you could go up and talk to. Um, And everybody's immediately wondering, does Nintendo know about this? (laughs) The answer is no. Nintendo does not know about this. It is a, a very crappily rendered Mario that like moves awkwardly and the voice is terrible. It's this strange. Oh, so Martinette's doing it? No, oh, okay. it, yeah, if it, it, it's it's Martinette <laughs> after a week long bender, like it's it's, <laughs> it's Martinette after he got him. lost in the in in the mountains somewhere, and this is his first return to civilization. I'd say he's just coming out of his haze after uh, after being let go. I kind of believe they fired me. <laughs> pitch it down, pitch it down even more because it's oh super deep. no, <laughs> it's real bad, and everyone's I like, I can't well, believe they fired me. Everyone's like, how did this happen? And like the company had to be like, all of a sudden, no, um, it was inadvertent that this was on the show floor. Come on, <laughs> sure, come on, right? What an accident. Whoopsie. Come on, that's garbage. But you know what? It just shows. Everybody thinks they own everything and can do whatever they want. Here's this company who thought, oh, this will be fun. Let's have everybody talk to Mario. They don't They don't own Mario. They have no relationship with Nintendo. But they think they can just put this out as a demonstration of their technology, and that's fine. That, to me, is wild that, that a company would think that. <laughs> 
Who's going to notice? I mean, right now, the New York Times, they're suing uh, OpenAI <laughs> about, uh, hey, you're using all of our copyrighted material. And we've seen some of the disastrous results like Sports Illustrated. Yes. <laughs> that, 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 that thing is, whoa, man. Utterly <laughs> tragic. There's an entire industry of companies here that just do not care. Cut costs. <laughs> they have and... no idea what they're doing. And they think they can just yeah. do whatever they want. It's baffling. That's it. That's that. I had not heard that. That's funny. That That'll do it for us. And I'm sure show. it worked out in the end for them. People are talking about their company now, at least in some way. Yeah, so everybody hates probably, them. A, 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 a company that probably would have gotten lost in a show floor. Now it's like, okay, you know, people are at, what, good or bad. Yeah, and, and you know what? And that's why they them. did it. And that's what's unfair. <laughs> you know, that, that uh, speaks negatively of Nintendo even though Nintendo had nothing to do with it. So it hurts Nintendo's brand, but it helps these clowns. And that's why it's wrong. That's going to do it for episode 514. Uh, until next time, we're out. Bye, all. Thanks for listening. Say hi on threads and Instagram at you like the worst stop. And on Blue Sky at the worst podcast. We have a tip jar at patreon.com slash worst stuff. And thank you if you throw a buck our way. Music provided by Eric Madias of soundimage.org. Until next time, this has been Robot Lady. Game over. It's a me, a Mario. I'm perfectly licensed for this work. You like the worst stuff. <laughs>